following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios, virtually again, as always. Glad you're with us here on Talking Cowboys. And, you know, I, I would introduce Isaiah Stanley, <laughs> man who needs no introduction already because of, oh man, pre-show antics are something on this show that I will never, ever, ever reveal to the public, but that's okay. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, glad you're with us here on this Wednesday. <laughs> Hope you're having as much fun as we are. We're going to break down the San Francisco 49ers as well as the Dallas Cowboys coming up on Sunday, but Guys, uh, first off, glad you're with us and, and hope you're having a great day. But Rob, kind of break down the fact that the Cowboys could get some reinforcements back as soon as today on the practice field. Mike McCarthy saying that secondary could see some guys get back and healthy. Yeah, just real quick. We yeah, we got to stop the jokes, I guess, right before because Chris gets mad. Chris, Chris is, is like <laughs> yelling at us to stop giggling because we stand got the by, open. Stand by, stand by. Yeah, stop it, stop it, stop it. Okay, uh, injury wise, yeah, uh, looks like uh, Cheeto Uzier should be back to practice, which means taking him off of reserve COVID list. Uh, Mike McCarthy said Monday that that he he definitely should be ready Wednesday, so that's good. And uh, some more help in the secondary, potentially. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, who's still on IR, and uh, Donovan Wilson as well, could practice as early as today. So for Diggs, that would be starting that, th- that three-week window to get him back with, uh, with the fractured foot. So, you know, hey, going up against the 49ers team Sunday, could have some healthy uh, bodies back there in the secondary. That's good. How significant no. is that, Heckma, to get some, some healthy bodies back and into the picture on that secondary side of things? Yeah, I'm really excited to hear about Donovan Wilson coming back, and his presence is sorely missed on the defense. He has you know, been a tempo setter for our defense as far as the physicality that he brings. I think Thompson you know, trying to fill in for him in some of those sets that we have on defense where uh, Dono comes up kind of in a linebacker, uh, Will or Sam, well, Will linebacker stands, and he's so physical he's able uh, to do it well. And so hearing that he's going to be back, and also Cheeto, um, getting him back is going to be very important. Um, but as far as our rookie digs with, with the fractured uh, foot, you know, just let him heal up, man. It's just I, I know that we want to get more reps and see this guy, and he may end up coming back. But just for me, caution uh, is the best way to go uh, for digs. Now it's good to hear that some of these guys are coming back. I mean, you definitely you it's, your your approach to the game is a little bit different. Your effort levels are a little bit different when you know that you have your guys out there. Uh, you know, kind of doubling down on what Heck just said in terms of digs. I've had foot issues. Um, I, I had a totalist Frank, and your, the foot is nothing to play with. If he is, if he's not one hundred percent, if he's like ninety, you know, eighty five. 
then just let him let him sit out the rest of the year. Um, he, you know that you know that he's a cornerstone. Um, I'm gonna call him a cornerstone to this defense going forward. Uh, is somebody that you're definitely gonna be relying on and leaning on heavily going into next year and the years beyond that. So uh, just make sure that he's 100 percent healthy prior to coming back. Um, um, but in terms of the other guys, you know, you did say Wilson. Wilson, I, we missed we missed him last week. Even though we our guys did, um, they came in in the form reincarnated form of Wilson last week when they're coming out laying hidden guys. Um, that's what we thought we were going to miss last game but those guys decided to bring it so if those guys bring that same intensity and we have Wilson out there coming downhill I think it's a whole it's a completely different completely different defense yeah Isaiah well, go for it Rob no I was just thinking you, you throw in some elbow drops off the top rope from Woods, <laughs> and you get you get the hitman back in the lineup and man you got yep. something cooking on there defense you go. all of a sudden yep. <laughs> it's a recipe for success now I, I wanted to ask a couple either or questions and this first one has to deal with two of the guys that we just talked about with Donovan Wilson and Trayvon Diggs each young guys who saw quite a bit of progression as the 2020 season went along but which one is more significant to return right now is it Trayvon Diggs uh, I mean we talked about being safe here but I wanted to talk about in terms of growth and reps over the past the final three games of the season is Wilson more important to return or Diggs more important to return, Isaiah. If we were kind of coming back for this game, if, if all those guys were 100%, um, I think Wilson's physical presence is something that's that's needed. Um, but again, if our defense plays physical as they did last week, then it's not as needed as we would need Diggs, right? Uh, we have Brandon Ayuk coming in this week, and yes. um, he's he's a dude. He's a dude. Uh, he's a, he's a young cat that's 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 torching seemingly everybody that that tries to guard him. So it'd be nice to have somebody out there that could put some hands on him and kind of stick with him because he's been he's been running up the dog on a scoreboard, and that's not somebody that we want to let loose this week. Heckma. Yeah, I agree, uh, Isaiah. Wilson would be the guy um, between those two simply because of the, physic- the physicality of this game that we're about to play. Make no mistake about it. We've been talking about the culture uh, for a lot of organizations, and Kyle Shanahan has done a really good job of, of implementing that culture, him and, and Lynch, the general manager, uh, Lynch. And so they have a culture that is physical, and every time you play the 49ers, win, lose, or draw, even all the injuries that they have, the one – Common denominator for this team is going to be that they're going to play physical football. And so uh, our defense versus that offense, we're going to have to have guys like that uh, to shut down this run. And you talk about Brandon Ayuk. He is going to be a nightmare for our secondary. So having that push in the front seven and also supporting cast behind is going to be very important for this game. Yeah, I would agree. I'd say Wilson, especially too against against their running game. You know, having a box safety who's physical that's 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 important uh, for sure. I, just for the rest of the season, if again, like like you guys said, if Trayvon Diggs is one hundred percent, they wouldn't put him out there. I don't think. Uh, I know they wouldn't uh, if he's Otherwise. not one hundred percent. But you know, yeah. it's been I think it's been about five and a half weeks since the since the fracture he had. Um, I you know if he's if he's ready, I think that's valuable for him. You know, get him two or three games down the stretch here, finish out the season, and just get him reps because, yeah, he is a cornerstone. He's a guy that they expect to be a starter here for a long time, and uh, as many snaps as a rookie can get, uh, no matter the stakes of the game, I think is really good for him. So we'll see if he can do that. So my second either-or question has to deal with kind of the same, same sort of deal, but is it more important that you get these guys back in the final three weeks of the season for wins or is it for growth? Which which one is more important for these guys right now whenever it comes to getting back into the, the fray? Do you want them to, to come back and win, or do you want to come back and see them grow, Heckma? 
the name of the game is win, Kyle. So <laughs> we want to we want to we want to win. And, you know, the, I think Diggs has shown you uh, with traveling with number one receivers his, you know, when he was in there that what you have in him, you, you, you have a fair assessment of his abilities. And so um, if he's not and, and I understand and I'm, and I'm with Rob, if he's not 100 percent, he's not going to play. Uh, but again, we, you know, there's so much has been made about Gaining momentum going into next season. If that means anything, right, if that's just not lip service, then we have to get some wins at least for this defense to start to feel good about themselves going into the offseason. They've cleaned up a lot of it. They, have, they don't look like the Keystone Cops anymore moving around pre-snap. So I like that. And so hopefully they didn't against Cincinnati. And look, we're just all we can go off of is that last performance, and they did not look like Keystone Cops there. And so this team, though, Kyle Shanahan does a lot of motions, and so we'll see if we're able to to get set up in our alignments. Isaiah, what Heckman said, <laughs> what Heckman said. Um, you know, especially as we talk about the physicality, that's something that we'll touch on. Uh, you'll see on the film room, these guys, they, they are physical. Um, yeah. They are physical. But as we talk about guys coming back for development or guys coming back for a win, I think you obviously you come back for a win and you expect development in that process. Um, so you just put development in the, underneath that umbrella. Um, you know, if you're not play, if you're not playing to win, get out the game. <laughs> get out the game. So uh, you come back to play for the W's. I don't care whether you have a shot at the playoffs or not. Um, you know, like as, as my old coach, Coach Belichick, said, you're out there to do one thing. And if you're on offense, you're out there to score points. You're on defense, you're out there to stop them. And, you know, and all together, you come together, you come out there to win games. And if you're not doing that, you're in the wrong business. Rob? I guess we lost Rob. So, with that being said, I mean, we're talking about growth and we're talking about wins, and sometimes it ends up being both whenever it comes to the, mm-hmm. the, the younger players at, on the back end. I mean, they're not playing to lose the game. I mean, we've talked about mm-hmm. that already. You play to win yeah. the game, and we, we, you have that c- kind of competitive edge. But from a coaching staff standpoint, I think it's just as important to see the growth. I mean, if you lose two out of these next three, to, to let's say you lose to San Francisco and you lose to Philadelphia, but you're able to shut down – their, their offense is to maybe under 20 points. You can't get your offense off the ground, yada, yada. There are so many different scenarios here that where you can see some growth from these guys at cornerback that could potentially allow you to more evaluate or more accurately evaluate these guys going into 2021, which is pretty much what we're doing right now, right? I mean, we're looking at who's going to be here in 2021 whenever it comes to the Dallas Cowboys in that secondary. And I believe Rob Phillips is back here with us. Rob, I wanted to hear your answer to that question, growth or wins whenever it comes to the Cowboys in the final three games of the year. Uh, we asking fans or the team? Asking, uh, well, that, that's up to you, actually. I would say ask the team. I mean, I mean, just for you, Kyle, I think we need to cut the the, uh, the Herm Edwards quote and just use it over and over again. <laughs> Play to win the game. I mean, like, I, I know the, the draft thing is important, and I know the draft show is going to be fun this offseason, but, like, they're trying to win games. So they're try- <laughs> that's what the team has to do. So, um, you know, whether they do that or not, I don't know. The odds of them winning this division are really short, so they're probably going to get a top 10 pick regardless. Um, mm-hmm. But they're going to try to win games. So there's no question about that. I, I don't know I don't know how many they'll get, but you know, I think, I think you can try to accomplish both. And I think it comes down to uh, the number of injuries they have. If you, if you look at their roster, it's been 
save for four or five young guys, man, they're, they're playing all of them. So uh, I, I think, you know, I think Trayvon Diggs is a guy that can, can accomplish both for you. He comes back, he stabilizes your secondary, mm-hmm. and you get him valuable reps. So I think it's probably the best of both worlds for a guy like him. You know, I, I got to say this, guys, and we've been talking a lot about, you know, players, guys that are going to be free agents next year. And then the questions are starting to be asked in the media about our coaching staff. This game the, the, versus the San Francisco 49ers is going to be very important for our coaching staff, because if you love X's and O's, this is going to be a game to look out to, to watch. Right. Because Kyle Shanahan in the zone offense and, and <clears throat> zone running game against Mike Nolan, how does he attack? Attack that. And also on the other side uh, for Kellen Moore versus uh, Robert uh, Saley, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. A guy that's going to be a front runner for a lot of head coaching jobs. And he has a a ton of exotic looks that he's going to bring into this game. that's going to be troublesome for our already depleted offensive line. So I'm really excited about this matchup from a coaching standpoint, the X's and O's and how we're going to attack. Uh, this San Francisco 49ers defense, but obviously for us, it's going to be shutting down the run. And I believe we're going to have to take the approach that we took in the Vikings game uh, where Donovan Wilson was a big part of that. And so that's why getting him back is going to be very important because of the physicality that he does bring from the box safety position. With that being said, or I was going to go to Isaiah here, but I kind of want to back off of that. But I like the way you kind of transitioned into that HECMA because there has been some rumors around this coaching staff lately. And you, you heard Jerry Jones kind of back up Mike McCarthy yesterday. We went into those guys a, a little bit uh, or a little bit early on uh, in the week. I, I can't remember if it was Monday or Tuesday that we talked about it. But the, the Jones family, the front office, backing up Mike McCarthy. But there has been those rumors from Ian Rappaport. There have been the rumors from NFL. Network that are saying that there are changes coming on the defensive side of the football. Isaiah, do you believe that's uh, there, there's there's something ground into those rumors? And if that if so, is there a way to change that the final three weeks of the season? I do, I do believe that there's some merit to those um, to those rumors. I I do believe. Obviously, we talked about it, I think yesterday. Uh, I, I think that the defensive coordinator is would not be uh, retained this year, uh, going into next season. Uh, I think that's a done deal. Uh, I I do believe that if somehow, some way, he you know, Coach Nolan finds a way to make this defense dominant, not just not just okay, not just hey that was a good game, but if these guys are dominant. Um, over these next three games, if you see them build momentum, if you see them really adhere to his schemes and um, and his and you know and what he does on that side of the ball, I think there's a chance that he can save his job. Let's just let's just, let's just mm. go ahead and let's, let's go ahead and just say that hey, like right that. now as right now his job is done, right? He's gone. If you show me, right? If I'm if I'm Jerry Jones and you show me that that these guys are going, these guys buy into what you're saying. If they buy into your to your schemes, if you get out of this dog on three four and they start adhering to your four three and they, you start blitzing and applying pressure and you're able to shut down some of these opposing offenses over these next three weeks, I I, I, I might give you a chance because you have faced some adversity, mm-hmm. right? But but we talked about it. If it's one thing for adversity to hit you. And, and you just take it all in the face, right? And, and, there's a, and then there's another thing for you to be like, all right, stop. All right, and now let me now now let me find a way to keep pushing forward. And that's what I think more than anybody, more than anything, everybody's looking for is like, say, can you keep pushing forward? We know that you face adversity. We know that you ha- that you that your guys did not pan out, but can you still find a way? 
And, and as long as you, you show that perseverance and that determination, I think guys are willing to give you a chance. But when you show contentment, um, that's when, that's when it's kind of like, I, I, I can't stick with you. I just got an image of like just mosquitoes flying around. You yeah, just there with the, just, just, <laughs> just just knocking them all away. It gets them off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I I wouldn't say for sure that he's gone. I mean, I, I don't mm-hmm. think the, the the team hasn't indicated that. Obviously, like I said, I think earlier in the week. I mean, they're going to have hard conversations about what what happened here. And, and to Isaiah's point, you know, when they had that stretch with. Uh, Minnesota, and yeah, really before that, Philly, Washington, Minnesota, uh, Pittsburgh. That the defense was showing progress. You know, mm-hmm. it was around Thanksgiving where they took a step backward. And I wonder, I do wonder how much of like the Ravens' loss, where they give up almost 300 rushing yards again, where you look at it and say this just isn't working. You know, uh, mm-hmm. and look, they're going to have those conversations. What scheme, personnel, all those things. We'll see. You know, Mike McCarthy. They have so much faith in him, and they, his voice and his opinion matters. Mike Nolan's his guy in terms of someone he's worked with, someone he trusts. That's you know that's got a factor too. What Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. wants to do, um, so that'll be part of the discussion. But obviously, it's something to talk about because of the the amount of you know troubles they've had, and then a little bit of progress, and then kind of right back to square one. Cincinnati was a step forward, and yeah, there are three games left to see you know what mm-hmm. they can do. And if they're if they are dominant down the stretch, then maybe that's enough equity where they feel like okay. Give us a full off season. We'll figure this thing out. Hackman. Yeah, and, and I worry also about our defense. We've had uh, you know this 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 thing where after a win we come back and we've we've given up a hundred and was it hundred and thirteen points after a victory. <laughs> that's not. That's not good. I mean, that's an average of 40 points. So hopefully we don't have itis uh, going into the 49ers game. And, you know, it's going to be it's, both of these coordinators have their hands filled with implementing uh, a system of uh, today, their game plan today. So I, I'm just excited to see what Mike Nolan is going to do because his back is against the wall. He has the league's worst defense. And it's, it's going to be reflective of him and what he does over the next couple of games. So I look for him to be aggressive. There was a lot of times in the Cincinnati game, especially when the quarterback was hurt, we still sat back in coverage and did not attack. And I understand that maybe the mind state of, of the, the defensive coordinator is, look, we got, you know, we're got a double ditch lead here. Let's not blow it. And sometimes, you know, you got to show your guys that you're willing to allow them to be aggressive all the way through. And that's what Mike Nolan has to do specifically in this game because he's going to get an opportunity to see that zone run, which we did not measure up uh, in the Either Cleveland time. game. <laughs> so I'm just saying, <laughs> it's just going to be a situation where, where we got we to come after. We got to come after this offense, man, if we're going to have some mm-hmm. success. Well, what does buying in look like from the defensive standpoint? We're going to answer that question. We're going to preview the San Francisco offense and the Cowboys defense. When we come up on the other side of the break, you're listening to Talking Cowboys presented by Geico. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. 
See more. Do more. Essilor. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, second segment here of the Wednesday edition. Glad you're with us here on DallasCowboys.com. And whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more Essilor, as always, on Talking Cowboys, our resident Super Bowl champion, Isaiah Stanback, Cowboys insider Rob Phillips, and professional football analyst Heckma Harrison. Ooh. I'm Kyle Yeomans driving the bus. But it. yeah, you like that, don't you? That's I your love new name. That, man. That's the new one. Yeah, <laughs> professional football analyst. That's what we're doing with it. here uh, on Talking to Cowboys. These Bose earphones, man. Well, it is. And we'll talk about those <laughs> Bose earphones in the next segment as well. Um, so, since you are Mr. Professional Football Analyst, we're going to let you start this off here. How about that, Heckma Harrison? Let's do it. Uh, so, Cowboys, defense, San Francisco offense. This is a San Francisco offense that <clears throat> is extremely banged up, missing multiple pieces on their offensive line. No starting quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. Nick Mullins comes in. Ten touchdown passes this year, but he also has ten interceptions. And the two touchdowns, that Washington scored, the only two touchdowns that Washington scored against the 49ers last week were on an interception return for a touchdown and a fumble recovery out of the hands of Nick Mullins. So he has had some trouble holding on to the football. The Cowboys, of course, forced three turnovers against Cincinnati on Sunday. Heckma, can this defense find some success forcing turnovers against a banged-up and pretty loose offense whenever it comes to holding on to the football? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the plan. And you saw, uh, you know, Tank Lawrence and, and him creating those fumbles. And so hopefully because of the way that they lay the ball on the ground, that's something that we can we can repeat that performance. But guys, I know a couple of y'all are 80s babies, but do y'all remember this 49ers cowboy rivalry and what it used to mean <laughs> in the 90s? Dog, this used to be must-see TV, Joe mm-hmm. Money, Roger Craig, Raffman. Dog, this 
was the game. And the Dallas Cowboys may have had four Super Bowl champions had it not been for Deion Sanders right. in the past interference right. against Michael Irvin. But anyway, uh, I just, you know, look, our defense has got their, they got their hands uh, filled with this offense. But you said it, man. They are missing Jimmy G, and I wish he would have gotten an opportunity to play. This was a game I had circled because of Dak and the contract and all of that. Jimmy G, what, three years ago was the highest paid quarterback in the league. And so I'm just looking for this defense to make some advancements. Although they don't have Kittle, they do have Jordan Reed, who uh, was a tight end for the Washington football team. If you don't remember, he's given us fits for a number of years. And so there are some matchups that I look for in this game that I think are going to be pivotal uh, for, for this team. And the two that I have is Trent Williams and Alden Smith and Jalen Smith versus the fullback uh, Kyle Juszczyk. So there's a lot of things that in this football game that you got to just kind of circle and look at and because those are going to be pinpointed after this game how we won or lost. Isaiah, what matchups are you looking for in this game overall? Is it something with the fact of maybe a Jeff Wilson versus these linebackers? By the way, Jeff Wilson, a former member of the Mean Green. And then uh, we've also got uh, also got guys like Brandon Ayuk. I know you mentioned him earlier, the rookie out of Arizona State. He's been having quite the rookie season as well. Yeah, um, I'm not even too concerned about the individual battles. I'm more so concerned about their – um, their approach as a team and as an organization. Uh, you know, Heckmer already alluded to it about how physical they are. We haven't done good against physical teams. We just, we just haven't. Um, especially teams that are relentless in, um, in their pursuit to establish the ground game. These guys are going to run the ball. They don't have Jimmy G back there throwing the thing around, as you already alluded to. Um, they do have Brandon Ayuk, but guess what? He gets the ball off a lot of play action, <laughs> right? He gets the ball off a ton of play action. So these guys, I'm more concerned about our offensive, um, offense, their offensive line being able to establish the ground game and then what comes off of that. Obviously, they have the matches, you know, Brandon, hopefully we can get some digs back and you have, you have somebody to stand, you know, be able to guard Ayuk man to man. Jordan Reed, obviously concerned about him. Um, he's been a sleeping giant, but we know what he's capable of. So there's definitely, there's definitely some couple of matchup opportunities there that we have to be aware of. But overall, I'm more concerned about this offensive line collectively, uh, dominating our front seven. Rob, absolutely. You took my thunder, Isaiah, because I, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about that Cleveland game where uh, you know there were breakdowns as a unit in the front seven, just trying to stop the run. And what what Cleveland tries to do use play play action off of that. That's what the mm-hmm. 49ers want to do. It's it's that wide zone scheme, and they're going to pound you and pound you. If it's working, they're going to do it over and over again. I mean, think about the NFC Championship game last year. Jimmy Garoppolo threw eight passes. And they put up 37 points, like in, in what's a passing league now. That's just how good they can be. Now, they've had some problems with the health of their running backs this year, and yeah. then you lose your quarterback. Yeah. And it, the running game hasn't been the same. I, I think it's actually ranked just below the Cowboys this year, but they're still capable of, of being productive in that area against the Cowboys defense that has struggled there, obviously. And Mike Nolan spoke to this a couple of days ago that run defense is about everybody winning their individual assignments and their mm-hmm. responsibilities and if you get beat more than more than half you know five six times out of 11 you're you're probably in big trouble so they've just got to be sound as a unit man that's that's uh that's been the key all year long to stop in the run game all right so i just kind of want to call all three of you guys out at one time here for just a split second so 
I'm the one that's been talking about draft, and I'm the one that's been talking about potentially losing the next three games and mm. not having the best feel here. But you guys are the one that are talking up an offense that's not very good right now at, to the point of, oh my gosh, they're going to run all over us. There's physicality. There's all sorts of different zone schemes and things mm. like that. I know Kyle Shanahan's a fantastic coach, but this is not the same team that was in the NFC Championship game last year. They don't have Garoppolo, where he mostered his question if anything doubtful for week 15 Debo Samuel's out I mean Tom Compton their offensive guard is out Harris Grouse or however you say his last name the starting center is out I mean there's a lot of guys on this team that are banged up that are hurt that are not going to be here so how do we expect them to be as physical Isaiah as they Mm -hmm. have been in the past so just just a piggyback off of your point I'm glad you brought all those things up right these guys are still who they are we are they are who we think they are that is it's in their dna they are relentless in their pursuit to run the ball they They had 108 yards last week they had 108 rushing yards that was it Matt, well, look who they're playing. They play. They played Washington. Yeah, I mean, they're playing Washington. I mean, they, and, and they, I mean, they're playing Washington. Look, look what we do against Washington. So, I mean, regardless, <laughs> these guys, these guys are consistent. So, and even to your point, yeah, they've had a bunch of injuries. They've had a. They probably had more injuries than we've had, honestly. Yeah, um, same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they've lost more prime time guys than, than we've lost. Maybe as I said, we're yeah, we're, we're right about the same. Um, yeah. But you. But yet they still. Are trying to do the same exact things that they do, and, and nothing's changed. They're not. They're not all of a sudden throwing the ball all over the place. They're not all of a sudden, you know, just trying to change up what they do. They're not running a bunch of reverses and 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 fake punts and all that kind of stuff. They are who they are, um, and that's that's to me that's more dangerous than a team that's just trying to figure stuff out just willy-nilly trying to pull stuff out the back of the playbook. These guys are consistent. They know who they are, and again, this is in their DNA. Kyle, I have a rebuttal to your rebuttal. Ooh. Do it. Let's go. Rebuttal, rebuttal, the butt to the butt. Rebuttal. I got a butt to the butt. <laughs> Who picked against the, the Dallas Cowboys oh. last week? Oh, I did. Yeah. I totally did. Talk 100%. about it. What was the Bengals record? Oh, uh, two nine, nine and one. one. Okay, and why did you pick against the Cowboys? Woo. Because I was mad at the Cowboys. Because you don't. Because maybe you don't take the emotions know, out of it, Kyle. You don't know what you're going to get from them week to week. Maybe <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and very so much and so. I think I think that's what we're talking about. Like to me, it doesn't. It, number one, they they have shown they can run the football better than anybody in the league when they're when they're right. Number two, mm-hmm. for the for the Cowboys, it doesn't this year. It hasn't mattered who they're playing. That's what that's what I was saying earlier in terms of defensive. They've, if they're not sound with what they're doing assignment wise defensively, they can get run on. I mean that's that's happened a lot of games this year. So that's what I'm Moses. talking about. But I, I will say this. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will say this. They they are they kind of mirror the Cowboys in terms of uh, the injuries. They don't have their quarterback. They can't stop turning the ball over. I think they've turned the ball over at least twice in seven straight games. So if they do that, and if the Cowboys are able to capitalize on that, then the 49ers aren't giving themselves a chance to win. Uh, so that, a- that's key. But, but in terms of stopping the run, it's about the Cowboys. To me, it's not, it's not so much just about the opponent. Absolutely, and I agree because I want to have a rebuttal to your rebuttal to my rebuttal. Okay, but triple butt. Yeah, the butt, the butt, the butt. Whenever okay. it comes, yeah. whenever it comes to the Cowboys' worst rushing defense performances, who was it against? It was against uh. Cleveland. It was against Baltimore, and then throw in one more in there. Just one more bad game against the run this year. Throw Washington. One more. Washington. Cool. That's fine. Great. So there's three right there. All what the same schemes. Those, what did those three teams have that San Francisco does not have? They had their starters. 
they had starting guys run against you. You had Nick Whoa. Chubb. And yeah, but no, there, no, hang they on. There, there, were, there were backs and for J.K. For Dobbins and there. Lamar Jackson, and then you had Antonio Kyle. Gibson running against Wait, Nick, Nick they, Chubb. They Nick Chubb went out in the first quarter. Kyle, they had their Wilson, starters the at same. one point in time in a game, but the guys who killed us were not their starters. It was Antonio <laughs> Gibson, and it was for okay, Washington. Gus Edwards. I will give you Gus okay. Edwards. Okay, and what about Cleveland? What about Cleveland? It was Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb was hurt in the first quarter. It was not. Kareem Hunt has been to a Pro Bowl. It was their third string running back that had 107 yards against us. It, the, the okay, the what's his face <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. But I'm just saying, it starts with those guys first. You don't have that front line at events. You have guys that are just there. I love. I it. mean, Jeff Wilson's going to be the number one rusher in this game. Hey, like, are like, you scared of Jeff Wilson? Like no. Rob just said when he quoted The Rock, it doesn't matter who's in that running back. It's about the scheme, man. <laughs> no, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, Kyle. And, and, and you know, it, it makes sense, I, I believe, if you just think about it long enough. But no, man, we went up against a Baltimore squad that was was you know had injuries up front as well and they were managed to run the ball on us so you know when you have a defense is giving up what what we have over the course of the, the 13 games that we played man it's it's you you cannot hope put your hat on one thing to say okay we can stop this running game even with a damaged offensive line even with a running game that doesn't look like it, it did last year we still have to keep in mind that this team is 10 months removed from playing in a Super Bowl and mm. Uh, I would say a quarter and a half away from actually winning the Super Bowl. So a yeah. lot of those pieces are still there. The mentality is still there. Absolutely. That's what which that's what which that I believe that's what the guys are talking about. The it's DNA. Is every time about the, the DNA, the, okay. the culture, the mm. DNA, and mm. what they are going to they they are going to promise you when you line up against them is the fact they're going to run the ball and they're going to stay committed to that inside zone and it's, gonna, it's just going to be a game of attrition for your defense that you know. We're weakest inside, and guys are getting blown off the line of scrimmage. Those things are still coming up on tape. You know, Hamilton is doing his best Poe impersonation on certain plays. <laughs> so we have got to get those things shored up. And, and, and again, we talk about momentum going into next season. This is a game where you have an offense that presents that challenge, and if you don't match it, you could get ran off the field, even against the 49ers. I think this is a huge game whenever it comes to building that momentum and finding out exactly what you have, not only personnel-wise, but coaching-wise. And that's what we're going to talk about when we come back after the break is how can this coaching staff win the coaching battle against Kyle Shanahan and company whenever Sunday rolls around. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Geico. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. There's nothing as unique as our eyes which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. 
Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Whether you're listening to Talking Cowboys, working out, or trading fantasy draft players, you can experience... Audio at a whole new level. It's Bose Quiet Comfort Earbuds, the official earbuds of the Dallas Cowboys. Says Heckma is just man. Th- does my voice just sound crystal clear in those headphones? Because you're it's like fantastic. a it's like a symphony in my head. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's one way to put it. That's one way to put it here on Talking Cowboys final segment. Oh man, glad you're so you're still with us. If you're still with us, God bless you. I hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, and professional football analyst Heckma Harrison with us. Kyle Yeoman's driving the bus, trying not to drive it off the tracks. But okay, we talked we talked about this last segment, the co- the coaching staff and the DNA, and certainly the 49ers do have that DNA. And Isaiah, I completely agree with you on that. Whenever it comes to Kyle Shanahan and what he's begun to build. Uh, out on the West Coast. I mean, he's done a great job of kind of turning that football program around, of finding a way to the Super Bowl last year. And there's really no doubt in my mind that they're going to be back to that glory once they get some of these guys back and these injuries are are kind of rectified. But kind of tell me how the Cowboys can exploit Kyle Shanahan and how this Mike McCarthy-led staff can have some success against the coaching staff as talented as this one. I think you have to just be relentless, man. That's why I think we all said that Donovan Wilson is such an important, important person to be on this on this side of the ball for us. Yeah. We have to be able to establish a, a form of physicality. We have to be able to establish the line of scrimmage, and in order to do that, you have to play downhill. You can't you can't catch people. You can't catch grown men and think that you're gonna that you're gonna impose your will. You got to bust somebody in the dog on mouth, bust them in the chin, make sure they have a hard chin strap on because you need to come downhill at them um, every play, play in, play out, um, and they have to know that you're there for the whole game. So that has to start from the first snap. Um, I, and like I said, we're going to talk about it in the film room, but you know when you turn on the film, and you watch you know the 49ers first play against Washington last week. They this lineman, one of their offensive linemen, turns back and completely just just destroys one of their one of Washington's linebackers, and they let they let them know, hey, y'all might be a better team than us right now, but guess what? We we're here. You know what I'm saying? We're here. We're physical. Um, so I mean, that's what you're going to get out of these guys, and like you said, it's in their DNA. And you know, with their GM being who he is. I think that you just know that you that you're gonna play a physical team. <laughs> so yeah. so you might you might want to you know you're not gonna have any softies on that side of the ball. <laughs> Rob, 
Yeah, no, I mean, th- what they did, uh, even without Donovan Wilson, you know, Demarcus Lawrence setting the tone, being physical, mm-hmm. guys rallying to the ball. Uh, yeah. we, mentioned, we mentioned Antoine Woods' macho man moment where they had like seven guys tackle Pirine yeah, coming in off the top rope. And, and you know, Rashard Robinson laying a big hit. Like, that's the kind of physical uh, mindset, culture you're talking about, Kyle. Offensively, uh, Kellen Moore said it on a call on Monday. He's got to do a better job calling plays in the red zone and, and getting the Cowboys in the end zone and stop kicking field goals. You know, uh, a better day for Gr- Greg Zerline, but you don't want him kicking three field goals, you know, and going two for four in the red zone. Uh, it's not just the red zone. It's goal-to-go goal, goal situations. And I think more than anything, they miss Zach Martin and their veteran offensive line getting a push up front because it's just harder down there uh, to get space. But that's got to be a key, too. Finish your drives. That's been a problem all year long. Hey, Rob, that, that what you just mentioned about Kellen Moore, I don't want people to look past that, right? I don't want people to look past the fact that he admitted it. Right, he's that's yeah. that's called accountability, and and yeah. players as much as players don't listen to what's going on in the media when their coaches speak, they're listening. They're listening. Right, they're yeah. listening because they want to know: Are they pushing this off on us, or are they going to own up to it and, and self critique themselves? So that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, accountability has been a a huge problem at the beginning of the season. And again, you know, you go back over the record and you look at certain games where we got our lunch taken, right? Oh, man. And it's one thing to lose, but it's another thing to get the brakes beat out for you. And we've seen those games where it was just hopeless and we had nothing. And and I just believe that that demoralizing feeling that the Cowboys as as an organization has felt they're done with that and and I hope they're done with that and hopefully that's a nasty taste in their mouth that they feel like look we can lose the game right but we're not going to lose the fight we're going to bring it all right and that's what this kind of matchup is indicative of man you have got to bring it uh in a game where you know that this the other team their mo and their dna is to be physical for four quarters you Mm -hmm. you talked about the washington football team game you're right even though washington man if you watch that game washington's just defensively is as dominant as any team in the league uh but the 49ers were like look y'all just not gonna run over us although they kind of ran over them but still you know <laughs> but, the, but we the tried fight was, the fight we was still there <laughs> we try yeah? so we gotta have uh some of that this sunday what, what do you say Peg? we are not little anymore <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well and i think that's a huge credit to this coaching staff because if you go back to the the first washington game you were embarrassed. And every game before that, it seemed like there was no fight. It seemed like there was no energy. There was no rallying to the football. And even after that, sure, there have been losses all the way through since that first Washington game. But really, you started to see against Philadelphia the energy. You saw it against Pittsburgh again. You saw it again on Thanksgiving, at least for three quarters. Then maybe that fourth quarter got away from you a little bit. And then even against Baltimore, I just don't think you were the better team in that regard. I mean, the energy has been there, and that's a credit to Coach uh, McCarthy, to his entire staff, and even Coach Nolan, on the fact of getting these guys ready and mentally ready to play to the point where they're not embarrassed anymore. They're out there making hits. Like Rob said, you got guys like Rashard Robinson stepping over guys. That's the kind of swagger that you've been waiting to see Mm. from this Cowboys defense. You finally have gotten to see it over the last few weeks and I think it continues to compound the rest of the season and hopefully that's something you can take into 2021 but that's going to do it here for this edition of Talking Cowboys so glad you've been with us here over the last 45 minutes and man uh, it's been a ton of fun all week long we'll be back tomorrow 9 15 
for talking Cowboys as we'll go ahead of the Mike McCarthy press conference. But for today, for Chris Bean back in the SWBC Mortgage Studios, for Heckma Harrison, for Rob Phillips and Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys presented by Geico. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!